We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! Welcome to the Mouthpiece, episode 68, year 3. Today we're going to talk about my birthday and my birthday celebration tonight. We're going to talk about poker, how I've been doing, how the world's been doing. We're going to talk about politics, sports, whatever you want. The Mouthpiece is next. what up happy birthday to me i made it 53 that's hard to believe anyways uh how y'all doing um haven't been on in uh three weeks it's because my editors fucking golfs every fucking day and he never shows up on time he's supposed to be here at four today he, he made it by 440 that's uh good for him uh and uh you know things are well um can't complain uh my knee is really hurting so uh i'm gonna get an mri here in a couple weeks hopefully that other disc didn't move so i'll be fucked uh that would not be good so we'll you know we'll see what happens there with that uh but yeah my knee's been really hurting a lot poker poker's been great cannot complain um you know i don't want to brag knock on wood but um I've had a lot of winning sessions in a row. Uh, I mean, haven't had a losing week in, I don't even know, four months. Uh, I've had about five losing days. Um, of course, I know I'm running good, but in all fairness, I'm playing good. And you just don't win that many sessions unless you're playing well. So I've been playing really well, running really good, knock on wood, and uh, you know hopefully that'll that'll keep going all the way through the World Series, and um, you know maybe run good for a year and a half and uh, never look back. So uh, I don't think I'm looking back anyways. So things are good. Um, if you haven't joined my home game yet, uh, email mouthpoker at yahoo.com mouthpoker at yahoo.com this sunday it's a birthday weekend tournament in my online game uh that's a rake free tournament hundred dollar buy-in with two thousand added this week for my birthday i'm adding two thousand for my birthday to anybody who wants to play hundred dollar buy-in rake free in my live poker room or my online poker room uh email mouthpoker yahoo.com for details so um that's been going on there uh yes i am gotten the vaccine um so uh yeah things are okay let's see what's going on in sports uh we had the draft last night uh for anybody who who didn't see the draft uh that was uh round one was pretty good so uh i'm kind of interested to see what this trey lance is going to be from north dakota state a guy with 300 passing attempts in his whole college and the 49ers gave up a boatload for him like two first rounds and a second uh they must see something that nobody else sees and i guess we're going to find out how right they are so um you know should be interesting to see that golden knights won 10 or 11 in a row something like that i know they haven't played that good a competition but you win 10 games in a row in the national hockey league i mean that's pretty good i mean they looked pretty good against colorado the other night uh but as good as they looked and they won the game you know take away the power play goal and that was really sick goal. I mean, you can't really take it away. But And the goal 10 seconds into the game, and you're looking at a 2-2 game in which I thought Colorado was the better team for most of the game. Um, take, that, take that away from the fact that they're missing three of their top five best players. I mean, we're, it's going to be a war to beat Colorado in a seven-game series. I, I just don't see it. But thing we got going is now we're a favorite to win the division that means colorado has to play minnesota who's no cakewalk and we get to play a, a scrub probably in st louis 
Uh, and I, I, I see us beating St. Louis in five, uh, Colorado winning in six, but there I see a war going on there. So I think that could favor us a little bit. So watching a little hockey, watching the NBA, um, uh, when LeBron's not fucking burying himself in ridiculous politics, you know, the, and the Lakers are, you know, going to be healthy soon. I'm a big Laker fan, as you guys know. Gizmo. What's up, Gizmo? Gizmo. It's Gizmo. Come on, Gizmo. What are you doing? Ah, look how big this guy is now. Look at him, my baby boy. He's, I've had him for not even a year yet, even though he's a year old. So big. He's a big, he's a big pain in the ass, too. He, um, he's destructive. You are destructive, little cat. Yeah, he's pretty destructive. So, um, you know, uh, let's see what else is going on. Uh, you know, not much, really. Poker's good. I think I already said that. Um, I uh, I forget everything. So, uh, you know, there's three weeks have gone by. I really haven't done much. We, we had a nice dinner last week um, or two weeks ago. God, it's been two weeks now, almost so 10 days ago. Uh, everybody from the Helmut uh, private online game all came into town. We played, uh, we had a great dinner uh, at Carbone, and uh, actually, we're going there tonight for my birthday. Uh, and that's because couldn't get in anywhere. And Phil's in town for Daniel match, so um, he's going to, uh, he got us in there at 6 30. Uh, so that should be good. Uh, let's see what else is going on. Uh, so they were in town. Uh, we ate dinner. We played poker. Played live game. I won. Played. We played a bunch of stuff. I won. And then I even gambled with Phil, and we went halves, and I won fifty six hundred in a on in blackjack. So um, winning, winning is winning cures a lot, you know. Winning in poker cures a lot. Uh, sure, takes takes a lot of pressure off of it. So um, you know things are good. I'm single. If you haven't heard, uh, I mean, I I do care the world about my ex girlfriend. I mean, I love her much, but I just felt that it was time to move on. Uh, things had deteriorated a lot, and you know. It just happens. So she's a good girl, good person, and uh, we're still very close. So that's uh, you know going on with me. I'm probably going to go a little bit crazy for a month or two and have a little bit of fun and uh, hopefully find somebody to settle down with. So uh, you know we'll see. I'm getting too old for this bullshit. You know they're like, what do you want to do for your birthday? And so we're going to dinner. And then we're going to gamble. Gizmo. Come on, Gizmo. Come on, Gizmo. He's back. I told you he's a fucking terrorist. And then, uh, uh, so my my friend owns Sapphire, and they opened today for the first time since the pandemic. So well, we got a table over there, and he gave us a free bottle. So, you know, we'll see what happens there. Um, uh, it should be fun. I mean, I, I don't really... I still have to get the second shot next week. So the first shot protects you 64%. Both shots, 94 So I should be all right. I'm going to be careful. And we'll, we'll see what happens. So let's see. What else is going on in the world? We had, uh, in politics, we had Biden give a ridiculous, fucking boring, uh, uneventful speech full of lies i think it's funny they he wants to say we america's got is all systemic racism we are a racist country yeah we elected a black president not once but twice and we're a racist country go fuck yourself joe biden you know but he just is trying to rail up the black vote because the black vote votes like 90 percent and Without the black vote is everything. So they lie. They false force narratives. I mean, let's see. Chauvin was convicted. I think he rightfully should have been. But I do not think he should have been connected of second and third degree and manslaughter. 
I thought third degree of manslaughter. If you look at the law, I don't think second degree should have been. Um, I, I just can't believe he's going to spend the rest of his life in jail. I mean, I would say I would have been happy with 10 years, serve five, uh, maybe 15 turns, serve seven. I think it's pretty fucked up, but it is what it is. Uh, you know, um, every time there's a tragedy, then somebody accidentally gets killed. The corrupt, manipulative, propagandist media jumps in and they they start a narrative to, to cause uproar in the country because they do it for money and they do it for political power. And it's very sad uh, what a world we live in. I, I just can't even believe it. I almost was better off just playing poker and not knowing what's going on. Um, so we have that. Uh, I saw that. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Um, normally I, I have so many things to tell you guys uh, every week, but unfortunately, since I forget what I was doing two days ago, I, <laughs> I kind of forget everything. I know I'm missing out on something uh, in my life, so I'm not quite sure. But I, oh, I'm going to uh, be going June 9th through the 12th. I'll be in uh, Austin, Texas. I'll be playing on two live streams uh, in Austin, Texas. uh, And I'll be there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And then I'm also doing an August. Ninth, there's going to be a pay, there's a pay per view event in which uh, we have nine of the most, I mean, nine of probably the top thirty most famous poker players in the world are doing a charity event in which uh, we all play each other in a tournament uh, and for single moms. And if I win the tournament, whatever single mom I'm playing for gets to win uh, her mortgage uh, paid off for either a year or for life. I'm not quite, that I'm not quite sure because I forget everything. Uh, but that's really good. So you're playing for a single mom that's been struggling. Uh, and I'm all, I'm all for that. And yeah, you never know. I mean, I mean, I might be doing that and it might be some smoking hot blonde single 34 and I might win for her and she might love me forever. Who the fuck knows? You know, I mean, that would be crazy, but, uh, uh, so that you know, I'm doing that. Let's see. I Phil wanted me to play in this tournament that was running in Texas this weekend, a club that he owns a piece of, but he he told me last second, so I really didn't have a chance to go. And hopefully, my my health will stay good. I'm, I'm a little worried about this knee, like I was telling you guys earlier, uh, because it's a nerve pain that's just shooting out of my knee. And when you get stuff like that, it's normally coming out of the back, um, it's shooting down my leg into my foot. Uh, so who the fuck knows? I, I might need another nerve burn. I don't know if my doctor will touch anything in my back, though. Come on, Gizmo. Come here. Look at Gizmo. Come on, Giz. Gizmo likes to play with the pen. Come on, Giz. There it is. Over there. Go get it. There you go. Anyways, we got an hour. Let's go and take some phone calls. Uh, let's light up the lines. The mouthpiece. If you'd like to take part in our phone call segment, you can give us a call at 702-329-0480. And if you're a snowflake or a pussy and you don't want to talk to me, you can email me at mouthpiecepodcast at gmail.com. Also, follow me at the Mouth Mattiso on Twitter for times that our call-in segment will be live. 702-329-0480. I think that's the number. 702-329-0480. Give us a call. Tell me what you want to talk about. We'll talk about it. Uh, let's see. What else did I do? I played a poker after dark. Uh, boy, that was... Man, things have been good. Yeah. Speaking of that, my poker after dark segment uh, airs next week. Uh, it'll be on all week on Poker Go. Uh, I played really good. A uh, lot of good, a lot of fun, good TV. The action in the game wasn't that great, uh, but I, 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 I think I was the best player. So you guys will watch it and enjoy. 
Welcome to the mouthpiece. This is Mike. What up? Hey, what's up, Mike? It's Nick from Yuma. How you doing? Nick from Yuma. How's it going, my friend? Good. Real quick, I want to shout out Chips McGee and my boy Derek Adio in the chat. Okay. What up, Chips McGee and Adio? Thanks for tuning in to the mouthpiece. Derek Daddy. Derek Daddy. Um, what up, my man? Yeah. Um, yes, lower you your, vo- better, what, lower you your volume a little bit. Weight. Yeah, lower your volume a little oh. bit. No problem. Sorry. Yeah, no problem. Um, you look like you lost some weight, dude. You look better. Uh, yeah, I lost a little bit of weight, and I, um, you know, when I, when I color the beard and I shave my head and I throw on a black clothing it looks much better i'm still a fat motherfucker you know but but you know it is what it is and uh yeah i'm yeah i think i'm listen man if if you're single and you and you you gotta look you gotta look good man if you're gonna get any of the younger women you know so that's that's kind of the goal yeah i don't know i'm kind of like looking for an i like older women because they like yeah but you're probably younger you know like if i was like no, how old are you? I'm forty. Okay, well, I, I do you have a family? Do you have kids? No. Okay, well, I, I want to get a family and have kids, so I'm looking for someone around thirty-five to thirty-eight. I guess I can still have a family, and uh, but if I didn't want a family, uh, I'd probably go with somebody my age, you know, and not give a fuck. But yeah, you're kind of right there, but you know, I, I just. Over 40 is going to be tough to have family, you know? Yeah. I mean, have you always wanted to have a family? You just Yeah. No, I always wanted a family, but I always end up stuck in long relationships with with women that either are dirt balls or the last one was great. She's a really nice person, but unfortunately she, um, you know, didn't want to have kids with me, I don't think. So, you know, she said she did, but uh, it's tough to have kids when you um, I always always get a kick like on these dating apps like Bumble and Tinder you see the girls they're like you know I have my age set to like 48 years old yeah they uh they want kids they're 44 years old and they want kids do you still have kids then? you could have up to 45 probably I mean it's not easy you know what I'm saying and uh yeah I gotta join Tinder uh I think I haven't done that yet I'm on Bumble and Match but uh I don't know I think uh, I definitely got to join other sites, but it's, you know, it's okay. You know, it is what it is. I'll see what happens. Uh, you know, I, I, I was dating this girl. I did see this girl for a while and uh, kind of didn't work out. I was really kind of disappointed, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, man. It's like, uh, I know one thing that the next girl I end up, I, I start dating. I'm just gonna, not going to make all the mistakes I've made in the past. You know, it's, so so easy to do like like even when i first met the girl i just broke up with we um we uh you know i was a dj when she met me like in 2012 you know the first couple of years i played 400 800 i i fucking gambled on everything i'm still losing hundreds of thousands betting sports and so i ain't bet sports in like four years three years something like that three four years so it's uh you know i, I might bet 500 or a thousand like four or five times a year but you know, it's far cry from five or ten thousand a game, twenty games a day. You know. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just feel like, you know, some people probably shouldn't have kids. I think I'm one of those people, to be yeah, honest. So I, I might be one of those people. I, I'm not quite sure yet. I mean, I think I'd be a good dad, but you know, I mean, it is. Listen, I go through my pain level is really fucked. And, you know, when I, if I do, whoever I end up, the next person I end up with, I mean, you know, do I think I'm a good catch? Yeah. But I also think that whoever ends up with me, they're going to, they have to understand that they're dealing with somebody that deals with chronic pain a lot. And I need a lot of times to be taken care of. And so it's, uh, you know, it's tough to love somebody and then take care of somebody. And, uh, and, so, and it's hard for me to maybe give that person what they need but we'll see you know uh i i want to try my um, best you know it's real tough i can i can totally relate to what you're saying i've been kind of having the same thing and it's kind of difficult to focus on anything else when you're physically in pain but i definitely sympathize bro yeah and i when i do get out of pain for long stretches 
you know, I get excited that, you know, maybe this, maybe the, it's not going to come back, but then it always does. And this pain, I'm not going to lie, the pain in my knee right now, it literally feels like somebody's stabbing me in the knee. And I know it's coming from my spinal cord injury. I'm just hoping it's not the other disc because they did tell me I'm going to need that other surgery again. And, and, uh, I'm just hoping that, uh, that they, they said it would be two years and it's been four. And so I, I, I'm going for an MRI in two weeks. Hopefully that comes back clean and we'll see what happens. Dude, like you, you, you sound exactly like me. Like everything you just described is what I've been going through. Like, mm-hmm. um, I think there's something going on with my spine too. And I don't know what it is, but I get like these stabbing pains in my muscles and, right. uh, you should go to I'm the doctor. To get an MRI. Yeah. Go get an I, MRI. I'm going man. to the doctor. Yeah. Well, I, I went, but. Um, hopefully soon I'm going to a couple other specialists. It seems like general doctors, primary doctors don't have the balls to really do anything. They send you like special specialists. Yeah. 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 I mean, you got to, anyways, the uh, most important thing is well, get a lot. Lo- go ahead. I want to say what's up to Michael Schultz in the chat. It's my homie. is Nick from Yuma. But, uh, here, what's going on with poker? Are you playing or anything? Yeah. Playing, playing, I'm playing every day. I'm playing my home game three, four days a week for an hour or two. Uh, home game's fun. You know, we play one, two, PLO, no limit every night. Uh, the room's picked up a lot. Um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, we're doing a little birthday tournament this week on Sunday uh, with a $2,000 added for $100 buy-in. So uh, I'm doing that. I'm giving away to, cool. I'm giving away to all my, my loyal uh, players that have been playing for the last 10, 11 months. And so... I'm doing that for them. And then I'm playing in a private game that Helmut hooked me up with. Then I'm playing another private game. I'm playing one, two, I'm playing three different private games a week now. And uh, one is uh, 10, 20, 40. The other is four, two, four, eight. But the two, four, eight game plays almost as big as the 10, 20, 40. And uh, then I play in a five, 10, 20 PLO. So I played three a week um and uh you know things are things are good i mean i'm i've been winning i've been winning that's good man but uh um, you know, I, I know it's gonna yeah, change you know. and i know i'm running like god i think i'm playing pretty good i've played better but pretty darn good but i think i'm running really good and and i know that and i don't want to take it for granted so you know like i watched somebody yesterday flop a set of fives against aces and they get 8,000 a piece in and uh, it came it came deuce five ten, and it came we run it twice in the game and the first board and there was two diamonds on the board the first board runs out 10-10 for fives full to get cracked and the second board ran out diamond diamond for the two aces ace of diamonds to win to win both boards twice <laughs> he's like 1% and, uh, and then the next hand they, they picks up Jacks against queens and a or jacks against kings against in in uh was no that was a, I'm sorry picked up aces against nines in a huge three bet I mean I was sure she had aces nines called they called a huge bet on the flop of deuce seven eight spiked a nine on the turn and that just hasn't been happening to me knock on wood and uh, so the coolers have have been going my way. And not and once the coolers start to go against me, I, I know what. I just know you can't play it in this big a game and not have huge swings sometime. And and uh, granted, I'm I'm playing well. I'm getting away from hands, but I've been running good. Anyways, we got another calls coming in. I appreciate All you calling, right, thanks, Mike. And yep. uh, you have a great Wish weekend. Thank you so much for calling. It means a lot. Thank you. Thank you, man. You Take care. Three two nine zero four eight zero seven zero two three two nine zero four eight zero. Let me know uh, what you think. Uh, who wants to call? Uh, go get me my Yeti after you hook me up this next phone call. I left it in my room. I filled it up and left it in my room. Gizmo, Gizmo, Gizmo! You fucker! Come here, Giz. It's over there, Giz. Welcome Welcome to the mouthpiece, Michael. It's Mike. What's going on? Not much. Thanks for calling. So I've been uh, 
playing a lot of seven card stud eight five ten online wsop.com okay. i just okay. got one question i'll sure. let you go no I'm why these study eight i'm pretty good at complete? it's probably my second best game so all right why are these idiots trying to complete every street till fifth street when they have nothing that's my only question why do idiots complete every street till five when they have nothing? I don't know, but it's got to be good for you. I mean, uh, I mean, if they're fucking playing like that, I mean, they love to play like shitty cards in the hole and then play their up cards. But guess what happens when they three bet shitty cards in the hole and the guy hits a low and they brick. And that happens for about six months straight. Let's see how they do. Yeah, there's a lot of losers. I've been doing okay in the game, but I'm folding a lot of hands. Uh, Listen, stud so. eight, you got you gotta, you know, you gotta play live hands. You know, you watch these idiots fucking re- raise with deuce four eight in their hand with a four up. I mean, that's just what. What are you trying to make? You know, you're trying to get hands to scoop with. You know, you want to play lo- three low cards with. You know, you know, you want to play two, three, four, three, four, five, four, five, six, ace, deuce, three. You want to play almost any three low cards that contain an ace. Now, even if you have ace, seven, eight, as long as your ace is your up card, you know, you can you could maneuver with that hand, you know. But you don't want to play ace, seven, eight with your eight as your up card because that's just a disastrous hand. You know what I'm saying? So I do. Know. So. Another quick question. Do sure. you raise with a high card in uh, eight game? I mean, do. I mean, in a tournament, yes. In a cash game, no. I know that you're trying to figure okay. out why is that. Okay, because in a tournament, uh, you're going to be up. It's going to, you know, like raise, re-raise. Let's just say king, king, queen, right? I mean, you're always going to be head up. Where in a cash game, almost anybody with three low cards is calling. You see what I'm saying? So I yeah. do that, do that. But even in tournaments, I don't want to give away too much of my tournament strategy. In the later parts of the tournament, I don't like re-raising big pairs, uh, I, I, especially when there's a lot of low cards live. Now, if you see if the, if there's an ace, deuce, four, five up, right, and uh, yeah. the low card opens, I'll be the first to open with queens because you see five or six low cards up. And uh, so, and that just you know lowers the variance. And the thing is about tournaments too is when they brick and you hit, you win it right there. In cash games, they always peel. See what I'm saying? So, uh, so, so I I do do that more in a cash game. I, I I really like to raise more of the king up with like the ace deuce of spades in the hole with a king of spades up. Uh, uh, deception is really good, especially when they brick streets. You know, let's just say you have one, two, king of spades, king up, you raise, or there's no aces out, and they raise a nine or a ten, and you three bet the king ace, deuce of spade. You know, now all of a sudden you hit a four, even if whatever they hit, and now all of a sudden, you know, you bet they call. Now you hit a spade or a low card, you know. Uh, If they bet, you can raise five when you have four low and four spade, and uh, even if they pair up and it looks like they have tens up, you know, now you have deception. Two to come, you can hit any low, any spade, any pair, any. It, there's just so many combos, and you can get them to fold tens up or jacks up. See what I'm saying? So it's a lot, of, a lot of deception in, in uh, stud eight. I don't want to give away too much of my secrets, but let's just say uh, deception and. Don't call bad hand. Don't be calling raises when it, it goes raise and a, a guy with a low card calls. And even if you have like ace seven eight, you know what I mean. Ace eight five, just fold it. You know what I mean. Don't get yourself trapped, and you'll be okay. Okay. What if you're three suited and it's already capped and you don't see any of the same suit out? Are you calling that? Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, yeah. Any three suit suited low cards, I'm calling. I mean, I'm not calling ten. Okay. I'm not calling uh, eight, nine, four of spades. You know what I mean? But I mean, okay. if 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 there's no spades out and no, let's just say you and, and David Skolansky taught me this a long time ago. I used to always fold this hand, but he's told me that ten jack queen of spades is uh, running the simulation is very profitable 
if they're if your tens, jacks, and queens are live and there's a lot of low cards out. And I started playing those hands and I started uh, showing a profit. So he was right. I never did that before. And uh, about ten years ago, I started doing that and it definitely showed a profit. Yeah, I know in that Ray Z book they talk about playing eight, nine, ten, and ten yeah, jack. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he so. and he was he's friends with the guy who wrote that book, and that's a good book, by the way. I've read it's right. one of the very few books I've read. All right, well, all right, man. Have a great weekend. Some insight on why these guys cap every street, but hey, well, thanks because they want to give you advice. they want to give you money, man. You should probably be able to beat <laughs> that game for eight eight hundred to twelve hundred a week, right, or more. Yeah, I made two sixty last night. So. Yeah, about that's why I figure about two two to two fifty a day, you know. And you're gonna have a couple right. losing days. That's why I figure about eight nine hundred. So yeah, it's a good All game, right, man. Listen, the best players in in the in split games uh, win ninety percent of the time or eighty five percent of the time. So so it's not like hold them where you know even hold them the best players win, but uh, you know you, you're gonna have variance. You know the triple draw you have variance, no limit you have variance, PLO big variance. But uh, study. Yeah, I try to t- I try to tell my friends uh, quit playing one two and two five no limit that all the money is in Omaha and these stud no, games. All, all listen the mixed games people are bad at. If you know how to play split no, games, you're going to win money, man. Yeah, yes. nobody knows how to play them, and there's just so much easy money in them. But yeah. I'll let you go, and I'll catch you on the yeah, next. Yeah, we got a we though. got a four eight dollar Omaha eight on our on my private game, but it doesn't go very often. But sometimes when it goes, I you know I play with everybody. We have fun. All right, my man. Thanks a lot. Have a great one. All right. All right, peace. Talk to you later. Later. All right, guys. We have uh, about 30 minutes left. Uh, it's going to be a, only an hour show today because it's my birthday. I got to be at 630 uh, for birthday dinner. So. Hello, hello. Yo, welcome to the mouthpiece. This is Mike. What's up? Happy birthday, buddy! Your hair looks great. Thank you. Yes, the hair looks great. I've been, I've been doing a good job with it, keeping it, uh, you know, nice and clean and and uh, shaved really nice. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks a lot, man. How you been? Who's this? Uh, oh, my name's Nick. Uh, I've been, uh, been okay. I'm, uh, I'm actually a little bit bummed out because. Uh, I mean, I, this is really old news. I'm late to this party, but I, you know, I just found out about uh, Mike Sexton. So, oh my God, that, yeah, uh, it's been since I, I know, I know. It's, it's, uh, I'm way late to that party, but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I used to watch him all the time, and I think uh, I would credit him personally uh, more than Doyle, more than Moneymaker. Oh, I don't know. The I guy give, that I give all the credit to to Mike Sexton and Phil Hamuth. I mean, in 2000, they were pushing poker like there's no tomorrow. I thought they were they were crazy, to be honest with you. Uh, and but I helped. I pushed poker too. But but you know, not to the level they did, and and they got rewarded for it. You know what I mean? We all got rewarded for it, but they really yeah. they really got rewarded for it. And you know, Phil's a showman. I mean, he really is. He knows how to promote himself, uh, mm-hmm. and he's probably better at promoting than himself than he is at playing poker but don't tell him i said that and uh well oh sorry go ahead go ahead i think uh i think the the one way no poker player could compete with him like the one way phil or you or anyone couldn't is that he was on that show every week right so he was a constant presence on the air and so uh you know my friends and i would would always watch and this was around the time that um if you remember, like 15 years back, hockey went on strike. Yeah, I remember and that. So, so we we had nothing to watch. We're you know up here in Canada, so we turned on poker, and that that was how we got into it. And then we started playing the home games. And so I I credit uh, Sexton for me personally. He was my uh, he was my go-to voice, and you know in the beginning, the first season of WPT it was sort of um, you know he would always say. This is how you play poker. The first three cards are called the flop, and you know it's really elementary stuff. But mm-hmm. for someone who's just learning the game, and it, it it made sense to me, mm-hmm. and he explained it in a way that made sense. Yeah. Um. So you know, and I I corresponded with him a couple times because uh, he I I think his email was public. I don't remember how I found out about it, but I emailed him, and he wrote me back a few times. And he's you know, good guy. Yeah. Good guy, it seems. 
I, I got to say, though, I don't like the way that the WPT is covered now. It's like, you know, the way it's split up into a three-part episode and, you I, know, they... I, I haven't watched an episode of the WPT in seven years, so I, I, I wouldn't yeah. have any idea. If I'm not on it, I have really have no, no reason to watch it. Uh, I, I hate the fact that they make so much money and they're making the final tables at the this uh, studio here in Vegas. So they run like three or four at a time to save money so they can make money so they don't have to, to run the... I just think it's unfair to the players where you... You know, just like when the WSOP had the November 9, I thought it was terrible for poker. And I think that they're, with them making the final tables of these WPTs two, three months later, I, I just think it's unfair. And they're making plenty of money anyways. And so now they're making twice as much money. And I, I just, whatever. You know, I don't want to knock the WPT. I have a lot of friends that work there. Uh, and I know they work hard, but I'm just not a big fan of it, you know. Oh, yeah. No, I, I don't mean to knock it. I, I'm just saying that I, I like the old format more. It was a two-hour episode, you know, one final table. Uh, invariably, like, out of the six players, I always knew five of them. Uh, now it's like, uh, you know, 20 minutes of recap. Yeah, you're um, never going to know anybody at the final tables. I mean, uh, the way— I never know anybody. Well, it's because they, they wanted to make poker um, global— and they wanted to set up the structure which favors different players to get there. Um, the real, the deeper the stacks. See, a lot of these people think the deeper the stacks, the better it is. But the deeper the stacks, the more volatile the good players are going to be to get cooler or get unlucky. You know, so they they give like five hundred big blinds and. When you're 500 big blinds deep, it doesn't matter if it's a raise and a re-raise in the first two rounds. Like, what suited connector are you folding? You see what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah. and and it puts people in tough spots. And so a lot of the good players get unlucky early and, uh, because when you're playing deep, I mean, you can play so many more hands. And, uh, like, the tournament no limit is really like cash game no limit now. Uh, and so it's... Um, it just is where it used to be about attacking blinds and annies, which I still think it is attacking blinds and annies, but not, you know, the, the tournament, the cash, no limit players have a much better chance in tournaments than they ever did in the past, uh, especially if they're good at playing deep. Uh, so, yeah. So, do, you, do you feel like the the big stack format is just for for the sake of TV? You know, it's just nah, that each player fe- looks and feels like the Mister Moneybags, and I, I think the big stack pl- is just is because uh, they they want to show more of poker than aces kings. You know, people waiting them for big hands. But the truth of the matter is, and the ratings have showed, and I think that's why ESPN is not working on WSOP this year is nobody wants to watch like even when Antonio would break down hands or somebody nobody like the the, the, the people on the road they can't like us as poker players we could we love that with breaking down every hand but the American public they they don't to them it's like speaking Chinese when you're saying oh he needs to float him here oh he needs to call him here oh he needs to bet here you know they're like what the fuck you know they don't know what's going on so I mean, it's a fact. You can ask the guy who runs uh, Maury, who does the TV WSOP. I mean, the 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 the, um, the cut cut episodes are way higher than the live episodes rated, and that's because you know they cut them with exciting hands, and uh, people want to you know want to see exciting hand. They don't want to see a guy raised with ten jack suited, a guy with ace queen re raised, you know, and um, <clears throat> and the and the nine tenth suited comes along and it comes ten four deuce you know and then it comes a queen on the turn. I'm just saying they they're just they they don't want to they, they don't want to we want to see how people play and how they 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 play post flop. But but Joe Blow who watches TV they don't give two hoops of a fuck. They don't know what they're watching. So you got to do what's best for the people. You know know what, what they're watching. And I think, you know, I think they, you know, we'll see. I mean, this is what he, he told me. 
Uh, should be interesting how they cover the World Series this year with <clears throat> the ESPN not doing it and it being done by CBS Sports. Yeah, and and I, I agree with you about the November nine. I hate that they moved it to November. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember, but um, the first year they did that, I think that was the year Ivy won like three bracelets. No, no yeah, and, and the he made, first year they and did he made it the was, main event final table. No, that was Ivy made the main event final table in uh, twenty eleven. Because um, I was I finished thirtieth the first year they had November nine in two thousand eight. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I remember it like it was yesterday because poker was blowing up. And I said, if I can, I, I just remember saying that if I can make the final table of the first, um, the first November nine, you know, that we were looking for big sponsorship money from Budweiser, Coca-Cola, uh, Nike, uh, and a big name player would like me at the time would have made the final table you know, it could have been worth four or five million to me. So, uh, you know, I remember losing that tournament. I, I, I was pretty devastated, especially the beat I took. But, um, you know, uh, you know, it was good. But that was 2008. So once we realized we weren't getting the big sponsorship money in poker, uh, which we figured that out around 2012, they should have got rid of the November 9. They kept it around, what, five, six years long, six years longer than they should have. I think they've had no November 9 for three years now. Should have been gone a long time yeah. ago because the whole key to November nine was to uh, get sponsorship money, and unfortunately, just never happened. I, I think uh, I think it screwed Ivy over because um, I, I guess I got the year wrong, but the year that he did make the final table was the year that he won like two or three bracelets, and he was on fire. No, he was. And he, and I, he played great at that final table. He just couldn't get anything going. I mean, I think the well, most I, he ever got up to was twenty six big blinds. You know. Well, I think I think what happened was he he was having such a great year, and then you know he makes the final table, and then they take you know four months off, and he and he lost that momentum. I bet yeah. you that if the final table occurred when it was supposed to, when it normally would have, he probably would have. Well, yeah, because poker is all about momentum. See, that's what pe- they don't understand. Poker is about momentum. Okay, and people yeah. get hot. When they get hot, they got momentum. And when you're cutting them off of the momentum, you're taking that away from them. And that and that's what they're doing with these WPTs. And I just think it's bad, you know. And I thought the the November nine was awful, and so I'm kind of glad they got rid of it. I I agree, but uh, you know I'm 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 monopolizing your time, so I'll, I'll let you go. And I, you know, right, I just want to say I enjoyed your book as well, buddy. I read that over Christmas. Great man, I appreciate it so much, and have a great weekend. You too. All right. All right. Take it easy. Hey, thank you, uh, Karaoke Crusher, for the birthday wishes. Appreciate it. Uh, let's see. What else is going on? Thank you, Thurgood. Thank you very much for the birthday wishes. Yeah, Chip, you're right. Poker's about winning. It took me uh, 12 years, 13 years ago I figured it out. It ain't, it ain't about playing the best players in the world. It's about playing people you're better than. It's about winning. That's it. It's all poker. Welcome to the mouthpiece is Mike. Mouth. What's up, brother? What are you doing? Who's this? Mikey Boy. Big fan. Who's this? My name is Corey. Corey, what's up, buddy? Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. No problem. I actually, uh, are you live right now? Yes. We are live right now. Okay. My knee and my foot I... have terrible nerve pain. Lower your volume a little bit, buddy. What's that? Oh, no problem. Could be the volume. Are you on gabapentin? Yeah, I'm on gabapentin. I'm on pain pills. Nothing. My nerve pain in my leg hurts so bad. Like I'm, I, it's like I'm gonna have my editor fucking before I go out tonight. He's gonna put some pain patches on my knee, pain patches on my foot. I'm in. I'm fucking in pain. You know, whatever. It is what it is. It's been really bad lately. Sorry to hear that, man. So, Mike, is there any way you could do me a favor and call me back on this line? I don't know why it's vibrating. Yeah, yeah we're going to do that right now. Okay, call me right back. I really want to ask you a few questions. You got, you got it. All right, bye. Thanks. Yeah, we'll call back. Fuck, my knee and my foot hurt so bad. Something is pressing on my nerve. 
There we go, Mikey. That's much better, buddy. So, uh, yeah, what's going on? Amazing. Yeah, I don't know. It was vibrating. Um, so I was going to ask you, because I'm a guy that uh, typically deals with pain as well. I see you suffering. I actually watch every single one of your shows. I'm a Thanks, huge man. fan. Thanks, man. I watch every night. Um, do you take, does the gabapentin help you? or? Yeah, because without the gabapentin, my legs are on fire. They're bur- I mean, I've tried to lower my dose and it just never works. So, you know, it is what it is. I, I, I mean, it makes me stupid and it makes me brain dead and I hate it. Uh, I used to take yeah. 900 milligrams three times a day. I lowered it to 600 milligrams three times a day. But I don't know if, it, if this pain continues. I don't know what I'm going to do. This is This is ridiculous. I mean, this is now going on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. probably this fucking knee pain. Three weeks, probably. It's fucking brutal, man. It's fucking brutal. You should speak to your doctor or physician about mixing it with Toradol. Apparently, it uh, really helps. I get a Toradol shot every time I go into the office. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, it used to work really good. Uh, it doesn't work as good anymore. I mean, I have a really bad injury. It's my my life's fucked up. But like I said, I what I've done the last three years in poker is a hundred times a bigger accomplishment than what I did what I did the previous twenty two years. Because like I, I mean, I'm like twenty six caches out of fifty four in the World Series, six final tables. I win every day playing cash, all while being fucking brain dead from gabapentin and in terrible pain half the time. So, uh, you know, I just, it, I, I, I really do. I, I really, pre, really respect my accomplishments the last three years. Uh, cause not a human, even like you guys, nobody, know, nobody has any idea what I go through. Just imagine when I talk about the pain I'm in, it's 10 times worse than I ever, nobody would really even fathom what I go through. And so, um, you know, it's uh to me it's a, for what for me to be able to make the money I've made the last three years playing poker, uh, to get myself pretty much almost all the way out of debt and uh have a pretty good bankroll. I mean that's uh to me it's it's my it's it it, it, it really trumps all uh the accomplishments I, I've ever done in poker. So you know, Can I ask you something? Is. Yeah. You were saying like uh, like a couple of years ago on your podcast that you were about eight hundred thousand in the hole, right? Yeah, it's only a, it's one hundred and thirty now. Wow, man, that's amazing. Yeah, and I've got you and I've got plenty of money. Everything you were able to. What's that? To hold on to battle, but through COVID and everything, you were able to battle and. Uh, yeah, COVID. COVID was really good to me. Uh, uh, I was at what happened, especially the first three months, because. All the business people were home because nobody knew what the fuck. So all the business people who play on weekends once a week were playing four days a week, and people were just losing hundred thousand every week, three, four different people. So you know it was really good for me. Um, and 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 a shout out to Phil Hamith. I mean, he I appreciate him very much. I mean, he did a lot for me getting me in these good games. Uh, you know, as much as you know, we fight a lot. Uh, He's probably my second best friend in life, and he's done a lot for me, and and I respect it, you know. And uh, the only thing with Phil is you, you could tell him a hundred times how much you appreciate him, and if you miss one day, he gets mad at you. Are you crazy, but, Phil? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I I love Phil, and uh, you know what? I actually respect him a lot more now. Uh, I've seen him become a lot humbler. Uh, uh, he's he's respect- a lot humbler as a poker player but not as a person. In other words, yeah, as a I poker player, that. oh my God, my fucking knee pain is shooting off so bad. It's, oh my God, the pain's so bad. Uh, but but like I go out, like if you deal with him as a person, he's he's pretty crazy. He still talks about himself in a third person every night. You know, but that's, yeah, we're, all, we're, all, we're all used to it. It's you're all good. You're too good. Phil Helm, you're too good. You know, but, <laughs> you know, but, uh, it's going to be interesting. This match with Daniel coming up. I'm telling you right now, Phil will play much, much, much better. Okay, but I mean, I, I mean, it's listen. If Phil's around two and a half hours in, I mean, he's the best thirty big blind or less player in the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
And you can say whatever you want about his poker game. You don't like he does this. You don't like he does that. And there's a lot of things he does I don't like, okay? But when it gets 30 big blinds or less in a tournament format, whoever catches the cards are going to win. You see what I'm saying? So the way it's – Yeah, so the when you're when, when Daniel's laying a $1.50, $1.70, I mean, there's so much value in betting Phil because all Phil has to do is have 20 big blinds with two – with uh, two and a half hours in and one double up, and he's a chip leader, you know. And so, I, I think a dollar seventy five, whatever it is, dollar seventy eight, is truly insane. Okay, I think Daniel's about a dollar thirty favorite, only because Daniel's put the work in. He's played zillions of hours head up. Phil, yeah, he beats everybody head up, but that's all he plays a year is when he play, when he plays that opponent. You know what I mean? And so uh, that's why Daniel's the favorite, but he ain't no dollar seventy eight favorite. I don't give a fuck. You know, it just isn't. I, I personally think that uh, when you're taking two extremely talented players, when you have a big plus, just go with it. After how Phil played in the first match, I really see him coming back to play a lot better, like you said. Yeah. And if it's down, which I think it will, because it's not going to be a tournament that is going to uh, – where Daniel has ninety percent of the chips or ninety five percent of the chips again, and I don't think it no, would be that's like that. Not gonna, it won't be like that because Phil watched the last episode. He was like, we were talking, we talked about it a lot. I mean, he was really he couldn't believe some of the hands that Daniel said he had that he ended up having. I think he gave Daniel too much credit. Um, I I don't think Daniel will run him over. I think Phil's going to play more aggressive. Uh, not quite a small ball passive. Um, that's just my opinion. I don't know that for a fact. That's just, I just, we talked about like some hands and he, you know, he thought Daniel played great. Like after watching the match, he thought Daniel played great, you know? And, uh, but you know, the thing is, is Daniel wasn't wrong. I mean, it came down to like three big river cards, you know, the ace, six, 10, eight hand, the king, nine, the king nine versus the king deuce of clubs hand. Uh, you know, those were three, that was two of them that swung the match. There was one other one that swung the match pretty much. But again, uh, if Phil's got 25 big blinds, three hours in, you know, it's just, it's just nothing to get lucky one hand. And now Phil's got the chip lead. So you just can't be laying a dollar 78. If if the line was a dollar 35, I mean, I'm being honest. My my money would be on Daniel. I, w- I would probably bet ten thousand a dollar thirty five. Right, but Dan- Daniel's been saying that he keeps pressing on himself, like he keeps betting on himself. So he's yeah. obviously eating a lot of juice doing that. Yeah. Uh, do you think that like he did that in the first match as well? Am I wrong? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he did. So I I, I think like for him that it's a losing proposition. To be honest, uh, from what I know, but I think that uh, Phil and him are going fifty-fifty. Like, if it gets down to the to the end, like twenty, thirty big blinds, I think Phil obviously has a better chance because he's a better player in that format. Yeah. And, and Daniel's but, a great a great tournament player. Don't get me wrong, and a great short stack tournament player. But you know, I just think that uh, exactly. I I don't. I'm telling you right now. You you heard it from me. You know, that's, you know, we should have had Phil on for this uh, uh, segment. I, I Maybe I'll give his ass a call uh, and, and see what, uh, but but um, he will not, you heard it from me, he will not be down two and a half hours in, 90 to 10, okay? This, it will be a 65-35 or a 60-40 match two and a half hours in. I promise you this. I mean, Phil's already knows the adjustments he's had to make, he needs to make. And, you know, if, if Daniel underestimates him this time, and it's, I'm telling you, you, Phil will play way, way better. I mean, he had some calls with some CEOs. He didn't sleep well. Uh, he came in, he admits he played bad the first hour and a half. You know, he'll admit it. Now, the old Phil would never admit that, by the way. But uh, he, right. he admits it. So um, sometimes I can't tell if he sleep if he actually slept bad or he just wants to hear his own name, you know. Yeah. Hey Jack, Clubs, <laughs> but, uh, thank you for the I, I, I'm a big fan of Phil. I think that uh, I think that there's two sides of him from what yeah. I see. 
I mean, there's the fucking narcissist side and the narcissist side. I mean, he's just a good guy. I mean, he's he really is. He I mean, yeah, if you don't know him, he could be a jerk, a jerk off, but he's got a good heart. And yeah, he'll say some of the dumbest stuff and he'll embarrass you when you a lot of times cuz he likes to talk about money and his rich friends all the time, but you know, he's a good guy. He's got a good heart, and that's kind of all that matters, you know what I mean? So The road to hell is paved with good intentions, my friend. It sure is. Hey, man, thanks for the call. Have a great weekend, and uh, thanks for listening. Hey, hey, you got to give yourself more credit. You're the only player with four bracelets in a bunch of events, and different events. No, so. I, I'm, the only, I'm the only player in the world with four bracelets in four different fucking events. I know that. You yeah, know what I mean? I'm a big fan, and yeah. I watch all your stuff. So but I want to see some, you somehow, guys those heads up Somehow, two main event final tables, six WPT final tables, and four final tables in four different events, and one of the cash players and the best cash players that ever lived. And I'm not, I'm not in the Hall of Fame, and they put every fucking idiot in front of me. So, but we'll see. Take, we'll see. Take my number if you want to look for a backer for uh, good, uh, good prices. Because. I would back some of your events and give you a better percentage than I think you might be you getting. You got it. Uh, Danny, write down his number. And, uh, Corey, Corey, Corey. Yeah, you got it, my man. What's your first name okay, again? Okay, take care, brother. Say it. What was your first name? Corey. Corey. Thank you, Corey. I appreciate you calling, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right, later. Call me anytime, buddy. You got it. Later. Yeah, so, you know, I'm not going to lie. I'm doing very well. But uh, in tournaments, uh, there, there's a lot of ups and downs and – even that's one thing to say about Phil. Phil always back gets this will be our last call. Phil always gets people to back him in tournaments because he knows the swings and you don't need it. Welcome to the mouthpieces, Mike. The kitty game is down the street. Yeah, it fucking is. What's going on, my man? <laughs> hey Mikey. What up? What up? Um, I'm a really big fan. I read your book, uh what's it called oh, again? Um Check Raising the uh, Double. Check Raising the Double. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know you started off playing a limit hold'em poker. Yeah. This is very, this is very like a very. Uh... Well, I just wanted to get some advice on playing low limit poker because that's where I'm starting at. Uh, what uh, one two no limit? Is that what you're playing, or what are you playing? No limit, limit poker. Oh, limit poker. Playing eight sixteen. Okay, eight sixteen. What games? Uh, just uh, hold'em. Uh, hold them. Uh, well, limit hold them. You got to play even tighter than no limit hold them. Uh, and I know that because in no limit hold them, you can three bet somebody with any two cards and, and they're going to fold. You know, they have dog shit, you know, depending on when their stack size is. You know, limit hold them, you know, you want to you wanna play tight. You know, you want to read your players. You see the ones that are, you know, like if the guys that are playing lots of pots, you pick up ace jack, you want to three bet him. A guy doesn't enter a pot for an hour, he opens, you just want to fold ace jack. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so it's very player dependent. Um, it, you know, it depends, uh, you know, when you have when you have small pairs against people that are aggressive, you're supposed to three bet them. Uh, and uh, it's just what you're supposed to do. So you want to take control of the hands as much as you can and limit hold them. You, it's well, it's just like regular poker. You want to just you want to have control of every hand. Uh, so uh, there'll be a lot more three betting in limit poker. You know, guy opens late position, you three bet king queen. You know, just like you three bet. You know, a lot of times you'll three bet that in no limit. You know, guy raises under the gun, you, you just fold king queen. So you know, it's in no limit holding. They raise a seven eight suited under the gun and limit. They're just not raising bad hands up front. So that's kind of the difference. How long did it take you? Um, how long were you playing limit poker when you started? I played limit poker. I started playing in 90, 1990. Played limit poker, limit hold'em only from nineteen ninety to nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, ninety seven is when I, the very end the, of the World Series, April ninety seven. Uh, Mark Gregorich, who I consider one of the best. 08 players in the world taught me 08 and uh six months later i was the best 08 player in the world so and i still am so um uh i mean i need to put some practice in here before the world series starts in all my limit caves i have been playing only only no limit for a year and a half uh so uh, 
uh, I'm going to put some work in on those and uh, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I was really, really, really good at, at 08. And, uh, but I, I started playing that in 1997. Uh, I actually had 11 to one chip lead for a bracelet against Scotty head up. I got all the money except for 5,000 and he came back from 11 to one chip deficit to win. Uh, or that would have been another bracelet. I was one I gave away because I bracelets didn't mean nothing back then. I just wanted all the money and they gave me most of it. I gave Scotty an extra 10 and Ted Forrest an extra five. Uh, and I got like 126. So, you know, that's just what I did back then and there. So, um, you know, it was a tournament I probably should have won, but it, it, it is what it is. So in the set for seven years, I played only limit hold'em. Uh, then I learned all the mixed games. Uh, in 1999, I played my first no limit tournament, uh, and I won it, but I wanted to make sure I knew what I was doing before I played it. Cause I was a little bit scared. Once I, I, I got all the advice from a lot of the top players and I integrated my style, uh, aggression was ahead of the curve in the late nineties, early two thousands. And there was like four or five people that were real aggressive and all of us made, made it to the final, you know, two tables of every no limit tournament. So that's just the way it was. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Mike. You're welcome. All right, guys. Um, it's going to be a short episode this week because it is my birthday. So um, I came on. I wanted to share my birthday with all you guys. I appreciate you all for coming in. Um, we got a tournament this week in my home game. $100 buy-in, 2000 added to the prize pool. Email mouthpoker at yahoo.com. And uh, I'm going to go out, have fun on my birthday. You guys have a great weekend. I love you all. Take care. The Mouthpiece.